this flyover clip. In my mid twenties, and this is this is how I try to help kids a lot. In my mid twenties, I was having really bad anxiety, mm. and I was actually having like short. I was short as a breath, pain and tenseness, like stiffness, like from my left side all the way down my arm. In so your twenties, my mid. I was this is like twenty six, twenty seven years wow. old. Wow. Right. And so the first thing I thought of is, is this like heart attack related? Right. And we have some, you know, cardiovascular disease problems in the in the family. I also come from a family, a lot of alcoholics, some drug use, et cetera. So okay. obviously I didn't go into that, but it was scary. Mm-hmm. And there were actually, I remember being in Boston. There were nights, once a month, I would have to the point where be, the anxiety would get so high and the tenseness. It was almost, they, they say an elephant sitting on your chest. Uh-huh. You couldn't catch the breath. Wow. But then you start stressing about it, right? Because sure. like, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? I mean, 26, 27. I mean, I didn't eat well, but I mean, I was skinny, like mostly healthy, as they would say. Active. Yeah. And then once a month, the panic attack would come. And when I say panic attack, and, you know, it's I've only said this a few times, so it's really good when we're, we're on air, like doing this, yeah. is there were nights when I had these panic attacks where the stress was so high that I went to bed, one, crying, two, didn't know if I was going to wake up. Wow. And funny because it's funny yeah. now I can look back at it, but you know, people would be like, why didn't you say something? You're kind of scared to say something. Like you don't want to tell your parents like, Hey, something's going on to the point where I feel really, really bad. Like right. something is wrong here and you don't, you don't know what it is. So I find it scary too, because it was happening not regularly. It was happening every once in a while. So you didn't even know right. what was true. Right. It. So it was, it's almost like a pressure cooker, right? So the pressure was building up, building up, building up to the point where it just like you, like it disintegrates. You just like the bawling stars and there's no, there's no reason for it. Like you don't know why it's there. Right. So I'm like, okay, I have to do something about this. So I went to a primary care physician. So a regular doctor. And I had no idea about healthcare at that point, right? I grew up with a little bit of chiropractic, but it wasn't like, wasn't programmed into my mind. Went to the doctor. um, They did some blood tests. I was a little off in iron, but nothing major, right? And then she said, have you ever, do you ever have anxiety? And I go, yes, I do. And this was actually, everything we do in life is the blessing in disguise, Mm -hmm. right? So they sent me to a psychiatrist, which started me down the road of this whole medical industry, right? Because I go there and I think I had like two sessions. And when I say two sessions, it was a little bit of me just, you know, talking out loud saying like, what are your problems in life? And I didn't have a lot of problems. I mean, yeah, up- upbringing and parents, it was a little rough and things like that. But I was never abused. I was never poorly taken care of. It was just this anxiety, this stress. Mm-hmm. And within two visits, they sit me in a room with a test, right? Multiple choice test. And I fill it out. And when I finished it, I handed it in. And it's funny because now I'm like multiple choice tests. You could ace that now. Because like after you go through enough school, you're like, it's multiple choice. This is, I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know the secrets, right? Yeah. Like how, how you take a multiple choice test. But I remember one of the questions being like, for example, if, you, if someone comes in the room, like say you're in a room by yourself, right? Taking the test. And someone comes in a room, will you, do you look up? And I'm like, yes, right? Well, that is not a good answer on their test because ultimately it leads to, that's an ADD distraction thing. Oh my god! So I ranked in like the 98th percentile of ADD, ADHD from that test, which then got me prescribed Adderall and Zoloft. Who doesn't look up? 
Well, that's the thing. If you're a normal, rational human being, yeah, if and someone, comes if, into a if room, you're if you're in a room that's quiet, nobody else in it, and somebody comes in, you're gonna look up just out of survival, right? right. Like what's like what's going on? Who's coming? Yeah, in? Who's Unless coming you're in like a, a complete trained CIA operative, Jason Bourne or something, then you, you just right. catch yeah. out the corner of your eye, the reflection off that mug, right? Because right. I'm, I'm working on my next move, right? <laughs> but so, most people just kind of so in that world, they they label that distraction. Oh my right? gosh. So they give me the prescription for Adderall and Zoloft. I know nothing about these drugs yet. So then I go home and I'm like on my own. I'm bachelor, right? In in the city of Boston. And I live like 10 minutes from downtown Boston. So like I go home on a Friday night. I get the prescriptions filled. I know nothing about these drugs. I go home, I take them. And I've never done a drug in my life. So I don't even know what a high feels like. So I go take them and immediately... I start like getting this very like it's I felt good, but I was like in my mind, well, like, you shouldn't feel this good. Mm. This is it's an artificial right. Right. feeling this is not real. Right. Mm-hmm. Which the SSRIs do. Right. Serotonin reuptake inhibitor. So um, I, I ended up cleaning my apartment as a bachelor Friday night into Saturday. <laughs> I cleaned my apartment till 4 a.m. Saturday morning. Oh, whoa. Wow. But it wasn't a, hey, my apartment needs cleaning. It was a out of your mind yeah. type, mm-hmm. like like over And did you realize it at the time? So the next day, I remember I hadn't done a drug. So the next day I'm going, that's not normal. And I actually took myself off. Wow. And I obviously, I always tell people, don't take yourself off psych drugs, especially if you've been on in a while because they are street drugs. There's a withdrawal process and sometimes it can be really bad. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I took myself off because it was only one time, right? right? And I was like, that can't be good uh-huh. at all. So fast forward, um, I end up leaving Boston and still having the same problems. But then I moved to Florida. My company had um, decided they were going to kind of close that office, but they had a Florida office and I decided okay. to go there. Oops. And they, uh, I went down there, down to Florida. I met my wife. So as I met my wife, She's a chiropractor, right? I met her at Match.com, by the way, which I told you guys, right? Yeah, that's so cool. And she was a chiropractor. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I had chiropractic growing up. That's neat. Let me go meet her. And my wife is the one who literally started turning my whole care, whole healthcare wow. system around. And it was- So much so that you decided to become a chiropractor. Totally. So I ended you up- You had this whole other life. Totally other life. Traveling. Women will do that to you, though. <laughs> like little viruses that get in your head and all they of a sudden do. you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So she told. So I went down. And I remember she came over. So this is the funny story she always tells. She she came over to my apartment, right? And I and I was traveling all the time. So she came over to my apartment and she goes, "Where's the food <laughs> in my in my refrigerator?" I go, "There's some probably something in the freezer, right?" So she opens it up and there's like one of those frozen pot pies. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And she goes, "What is this?" <laughs> Bachelor food, man. Right now, keep in mind, my wife my wife is a Southern Italian woman, right? So she comes from a world of you cook food yeah. at night. You've like there's a dinner. Right. You sit down and eat. I came from like fast food. Multiple world. ingredients come yeah. together to make a dish. Yeah, exactly. I came from a fast food world, right? <laughs> so, so, I, so she goes, "What is this?" And then she goes, "You're gonna have to change this." And not only that, cultural wise. So she came from. She lived in Miami. She was born and raised in Miami, but she lived in a neighborhood where there was every culture around her. I mean, her best friend was Filipina. Like she, she grew up around every single religion, faith you could possibly imagine, because that's how Miami is, right? Yeah. Right. And she goes, yeah, sure. so she goes, you're going to have to learn to eat like other kinds of foods. And I'm like, I don't know if I can do that. Because <laughs> I'm from upstate, small town, New York. Yeah. And so she took me for Cuban. And luckily, she goes, you're lucky you like the food. Because on, she goes, honestly, if you if you had not been able to go 
like I, multicultural from a food standpoint yeah. and like oh, traveling. Yeah. It's just like I can't be with somebody who does it. That's that's my world. That's what I grew up in. Yeah. So luckily, I went from small town New York kid, <laughs> right, pot pies in my freezer, to you know now I can go and eat you know Korean or yeah. Indian yeah. food and I, and I love it. Right. And Greek, which is yeah. such your family Greek. right now. They're, they're at a, we're at a Greek a geek a Greek kick right now, which is actually really. Funny. I think that's, that's you know we have kind of similar economic backgrounds. You know, growing up, yeah. you know, as kids and some of the like structure that wasn't there that we kind of craved. I think that creates, you're a pup pie guy too. it creates that you little were, bit where I, yeah, I, I probably yeah. had like five different foods when we got, when That's we got it. married and yeah. you know, it's kind of, I love like Ron Swanson, you know, it's yeah. a little bit like, well, I a hamburger, <laughs> I like steak, I like ribeye, I like the, you know, like, you know, yeah. these kind of things with potatoes. I just thought our family liked potatoes, but we grew potatoes. We had potatoes. So, okay. you know, we like baked potato, mashed potatoes, baked potato, you know, it's like the guy in Forrest Gump a little <laughs> bit, <laughs> you know, it, you know, and, and, you know, as far as like, you know, into other kinds of foods, it's like, well, there was a Mexican restaurant in our town. You right, know, I've, right. I've had a taco. You know, <laughs> like which, taco, which taco Bell was Mexican, right? Yeah. Exactly. My wife's like, that's not Mexican. That not <laughs> I've never you know, had a whole lot. So, you know, you kind of go from like, there wasn't like these, you know, experimental recipes and long dinners or anything like that. Eating was like a form of survival. You know, yeah, like, that's exactly how we, that's exactly how you, so I was totally changed when I met her because, and then we traveled, we went to like Italy and Turkey and Greece and all these different places, which was it was so beneficial for me coming oh, yeah. from a small town, but also, I mean, as we'll talk about it, 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 it changes your whole perspective on the world and life and everything else. But she saved me because she said, you're, you can't eat this way. Yeah. And, and, and not only can you not eat this way for yourself, I won't be with you. I mean, she wasn't giving me ultimatums, but she was like, and luckily I was very willing, but she was, you, we, this can't, this won't work. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, because you're and her mindset was, we want to have a family. You have to take care of your body to have a family because you have to produce like quality children. Yeah. And, and you got to think that way, especially. And be there for them. You, right. You have to be there. She says, if your heart is having a problem yeah. and you're having major panic attacks and, you know, we hadn't checked if, we, if, you had, if I had heart disease, which I didn't. But she goes, that's a major problem in life, right? right. Like f future forward going. Yeah. And so she cut me on the sugar like right away. Which was not the easiest thing in the world, I right? I bet. Especially with all your traveling. All the traveling. So I had to start changing over. So I slowly changed over. But I'll tell you, within about 30, 60 days of no sugar, no junk food, like she was cooking, making food, all the anxiety disappeared. The, the, wow. the mildest depression disappeared. The heart attack stuff, all that stuff. And, and I wasn't a heart attack, but that, that was the feeling of it, right? Yeah. All the tenseness started disappearing like completely gone she gave put me on whole food nutrition herbal supplementation chiropractic all these like amazing things and i started just shifting out of that world and then i kind of hit the glass ceiling at work like you know how you like the, you know in the corporate world you hit this yep. ceiling and they brought somebody else in who was like i already knew more than them and they put them above me and i was like i just want i think i'm done Politics, yeah. and she goes why don't you come to the office and work with me which is the next scary part because when you go from a like a salaried employee, sure, where there's a paycheck that comes in and you don't have to worry about a lot of stuff, to like, oh hey, welcome to entrepreneurship. Where sometimes in the beginning, you just make it by a month in a yeah. month, or maybe hey, you're a little in the red in a month and you got to like make it up the yeah. next month. But she pulled me in, and I started seeing the miracles. I mean, people literally coming in, you know, someone in a wheelchair, and then all of a sudden they're driving and walking. Yeah. I mean, just uh, and it sounds crazy. But I saw these miracles and she goes, why don't you go to chiropractic school? And my first, the first words out of my mouth, which I'll always remember this. I said, I don't think I'm smart enough. 
Wow. Which was just knee jerk reaction. Yeah. Knee jerk reaction. Childhood programming. Sure. Right? Because you grew up, I was the first kid that ever graduated from my in from college in my family. Wow. Right. So knee so mentally, yeah. Like I had to reprogram everything the last whatever 20 you years. You kept yourself. Yeah. Because I was literally saying, I'm not smart enough to be whatever I want to be. And which which is interesting because that categorically, you know, the, the carryover, because you knew you were maybe smarter than somebody in the sports corporation right. that you could do that so yeah. yeah there's so we're always both dealing with this rational like i know what i'm capable of but then it's almost like a connection of like but i don't know exactly what i'm worthy of right and so when mm-hmm. you attach a term like doctor to it like i could be the smartest guy over here in this space i know i could compete with you mentally right but could i be a doctor oh. when everybody else is referring to you as doctor because right. there is a, something that goes along with that and in is, everybody's mind and isn't that in a way, I mean, I just was like ranting um, in the last couple of days about school again, the school system again. Mm-hmm. And isn't that just a programming that we think we have to, we must have this degree, right? This degree makes you smart, right? Mm-hmm. Versus, I mean, my grandfather never had a degree. He like, he punched the principal in like fourth grade and left school, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I don't, think, I don't know if it was fourth grade, but like he actually hit his principal, oh my walked out, and then he raised the family uh, as a... Custo- head custodian for a major school system and he was a carpenter on the side. He raised a family with five kids and he w- when he passed away, the entire world came to his viewing. Wow. Right? Wow. And literally just a street smart individual. But yeah, I was saying, you know, I'm not smart. I don't know if I'm smart enough to do that. And she's like, of course you're smart enough to do that. And I, she she pitched me, she sold me on going back in because I, I, wow. I, I made the one statement that this you woman never like made. saved your life like over and over. Oh, no. She is. She like, it's so funny because when we're on the road, everyone's like, where's your wife? Where's your wife? Like, don't you ever, do you have a wife? Are you <laughs> making her really up? Have right? a wife. And I go, no, this I do. Real. <laughs> I go, the thing is, is she's also so powerful in her own world of business and like what she does. Like right now, she's doing a seminar. She's pre- teaching 40 practitioners what she does, like what we do. Wow. And so she's doing that stuff. I'll go home, catch up with dinner with her. I was there. I actually spoke for her seminar right before I left yesterday. So wow. it's a constant intermingling. Yeah. But yeah, literally like without finding her. And I remember when I was a little kid, I said, I actually saw another girl like when I was in college, like early college. And this girl was Southern and uh-huh. she was Italian. I go, and she was pretty and I didn't like date her, but I said, I want a Southern Italian girl. <laughs> are you serious? And I got a Southern Italian girl. Whoa. Wait, words are powerful. Right. Words are powerful. And you kind of knew what your, what your taste was, what the palate was. Right. Yeah. You kind of knew what you were And I said, to. I will never, when I was done with my four-year degree, I said, I am never going to school again. And I've learned, <laughs> never tell never God whatever. what you're never yeah. going to do. And so literally back in at the highest like academic level, Dr. DC, right? Yeah. Going to school. And honestly, I did the best in chiropractic school of all the schools I did. Hey, I'm Dr. Jason Dean, and welcome to the Full Moon Protocol. What I have found clinically in practice as a chiropractor and in clinical nutrition is that parasites are at the root of most every major issue, both small as well as chronic disease. And so with the Full Moon Protocol, I start getting the parasites out of your body in a natural way. I want to show you exactly how this works. Para 1. Now, Para-1 is very, very unique. It's Mimosa pudicaceae. And what happens is this actually goes into your small intestine and your colon, and it paralyzes the parasites because they're taking your nutrients. They're literally stealing nutrients out of your body. They paralyze the parasites, and then it starts scrubbing them off the walls. Also, what happens is parasites are very smart. 
Parasites will actually make what's called a biofilm, and it puts the biofilm over themselves on the intestinal wall so they can protect themselves against being taken out. So with Para-1 again, this goes in, takes that biofilm off the wall, but also scrubs the parasites off and allows you to start getting them out of your body. Para-2, really important because Para-2 goes in, it'll kill off all kinds of parasites, both large and small, but it also goes in and it actually starts healing your gut. So what we've been told a lot of times is there's leaky gut out there. Leaky gut causes lots of problems with the body as well as the brain in general. People can have brain fog, lots of issues. So Para-2 goes in, kills off some of these microscopic and large parasites, but also it starts rebuilding your good microbiome, your good gut bacteria. So instead of having an out of balance gut bacteria where the bad bacteria is taking over, it brings that back in. When you have good bacteria and a good balance, you'll actually start losing weight as well because it also brings down your cortisol levels, which are stress hormones. Para-3, Para-3 is a liquid, one of my favorite products. And the reason I say that is because one, it's a liquid, it's really easy to take, also children can take it, but it actually goes to work on the organs. It goes into the bloodstream and starts taking out some of the microscopic and bloodborne parasites. This can also be used in our sinuses. So a lot of times we'll have a liver fluke. The liver connects to your sinuses. A lot of people in America today are struggling with sinus issues, allergy problems. It's not actually allergy problems or sinus problems. What happens is the liver backs up and then our sinuses have parasites, para-4. Parasites love to go into our gut and steal our nutrients. When they steal our nutrients, they also steal our neurotransmitters. Neurotransmitters are made in the gut and then the neurotransmitters go to the brain. Things like serotonin, dopamine, GABA. When we're missing them in the gut because the parasites are gobbling them up and consuming them, our brain isn't online as much. So you might have cloudy thinking, have a lack of clarity, lack of focus or attention to detail. You might actually have mental health issues like depression, anxiety, worry. Para-4 goes in and starts killing these parasites off, but also improve the thinking bring away the cloudiness, bring you back to present time so you're operating correctly again. Biotoxin binder is special in the fact that it literally binds on. The binder goes around the toxin and starts taking it through the colon, the bowel, and eliminating out of the body. So biotoxin binder not only goes after parasites, it will go after things like mold, heavy metals, and other toxic chemicals that might be in the body. And this is our most advanced 15-day full moon protocol where you will clean out everything that is in your body and go forward with a great health journey. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.